find truth and preservation of our soul shine i can feel it yours and mine close your eyes and witness it inside in your bones you will know trust and let go to another episode of all things in the name of love and today i have with me an amazing i already know soul sister <laughs> dr lynn carey who among other things is a chiropractor and author and an entrepreneur she has the gift of homeschooling her son and she has this epic journey of being in chronic pain to listening to her inner wisdom and following your soul path. And I just am so grateful to have you on the show. And I just love your energy already. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, we started talking a little bit um, before I was like, oh, I better press the record button <laughs> about energy and how energy is such an integral part to healing. So I want to start with your journey in that respect and how you came to that deeper understanding so yeah so mine was I guess you know I like to talk about the mindset that I had too before I was diagnosed because I realized later that it was all part of it um I definitely thought there had to be more to life mm -hmm. than what I was being shown when I was younger when I was a kid in my teenage years I was just very depressed Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting diagnosed with scoliosis, which is the curvature of the spine when I was 14. And I just did what the medical world said. I mean, that was what my family followed. And I ended up having um, spinal surgery where they put the Harrington rods in my spine. Oh my gosh. And I was lucky because a year later, he took them out, which is almost unheard of. And I think it was because I was already having pain. You know, like the surgery itself was a success, according to them. Mm -hmm. But I never had pain or symptoms before. I just had a crooked spine, lost the waistline, you know, mm -hmm. but the, the emotional component behind the scoliosis is what I've learned later is that you're being pulled in two directions mm -hmm. and, you know, society and my family, religion, the schooling is saying one thing. And I was like, there's gotta be something else. Yep. And now in hindsight, obviously I know so much more, but I didn't know what I know consciously right. now. You know? Right. So it was like, that was always there. So the surgery left me sick and in pain for years. I mean, I, my immune system was just shot after that. Like I caught everything, you know what I mean? Like I was just always sick, um, pain on and off, really severe, mm. severe that like the painkillers didn't work. And I was always on like some antibiotic or something mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. road, you know, just always a mess. And nobody in the medical world had an answer for me. And so I was in college trying to find myself because I was told you got to go there to be successful. And I hated school. So it was just prolonging the agony. Mm -hmm. And I, I discovered, you know, someone told me to look into chiropractic and I, I didn't even know what chiropractic was. And I read the pamphlet and it said the power that made the body heals the body. And I thought, why hasn't anyone said this to me? And like in the last five years, like yeah. it was like the very first time in my life at 19 that I heard truth. You know, it's like, I always had questioned everything, but nobody had an answer for me. It was the first time. And mm -hmm. I just went to chiropractic school on that philosophy. I didn't even start getting adjusted until I was there. I love that. And that was the beginning of my spiritual journey, my transformation journey. It all started there. I love that. I just love that. I had, um, I was 10 when my grandfather died and he was my best friend. And I went to my minister. I'm like, so how do you pray? Simple question, right? Greg Braden na nails it. But like, how do you pray? And he's like, oh, you just pray. I'm like, not helpful. <laughs> not helpful. Like, how do you actually connect with your emotions to feel, you know, like that? But they're none of that. I grew up in Connecticut. So like none of that, like super East Coast, like you don't talk about the spirit. And right. so, I, I mean, I knew I was spiritual, but I didn't have anyone to talk to. So I, I get that tug of like, you know, something that's, that doesn't fit. And I went through the whole process. I, I was, I'm a recovering academic. So um, I get it. I'm really grateful that you had the intuition to go 
at 19 because I know you're an East Coaster too and I know how hard that is on the East Coast to like hear that deeper intuition when at, at that time because I think we're probably around the same age um, when it was like in the 80s and 90s still kind of hard so kudos to your to your soul for whacking you upside the head yeah. <laughs> on this journey so I also know that you're an RN so how did that tie in with I am not an RN oh, you're not okay thank you thank mm -hmm. you Thank you. That was something I saw that I misinterpreted. So on your journey, how, how have you seen people open up to their inner wisdom as you um, do adjustments? Yeah. So it's basically just trying to connect the dots for people. You know, I just was always trying to, people weren't connected to the mental and emotional aspects of what's going on in their life and how it's manifesting as disease in their body. You know, that's what I was trying to connect. And like, I would always, I realized everything's energy. And I got to the point now, I'm like, I don't even like labels. I don't buy into the disease stuff. It's just energy flow. You're either flowing it or you're not. And, and we have to become master creators of how we flow our energy and what we're creating in our life. And, you know, like, in the early days, I would say to people, like people would come in and say, oh, I just got this pain. And I'm like, well, are you stressed out more than others? And oh, no, everything's normal. And they would tell me about their day and I would listen to it. And I was just stressed out listening to it. Like they are so disconnected. Like yeah. that high stress level has become the norm. Mm -hmm. So if you're not aware of that or you're not trying to change that or fix that, I mean, obviously Sometimes in life, you're going to be more stressed out than others, but it shouldn't be where that's where the state you live in with no way out. I truly believe it comes out as disease in your body, you know, and, and that's when, when people would look at me like I had three heads. When I said that, I was like, wow, they really don't connect that. So that for me has always been, I want people to become their own best doctor, get back to the intuition, the inner wisdom, because that's, you're the only person with you all the time like you know but we've we've been programmed to give away our power to the authority yeah whether it's the medical doctor the the priest the parent the educational system you know what i mean like we don't and i realize that like you have to get back to we know the answers mm -hmm. so no i i know i i um I have a gift of regularly waking up between two and four in the morning. And what I do is whatever has woken me up, I immediately start doing this deep breath where I connect with my higher self. And then I just listen. And my body is so grateful for the presence I offer it because I didn't, I was numb for many years. I didn't know that this was an amazing gift that I was gifted myself so I could experience life through it. And so for me to slow down and feel whatever wants to be felt, like if I have a pain somewhere, it's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, just not ignore it. I'm going to like focus on it and see what it needs to tell me. And that creates more space for me to be more present overall. And I like slowing down. I can tell when I get in my pattern of being in that state of like faster, hyper anxious kind of self. And because I've done this for so long, I'm able to be like, okay, all right, I'm gonna slow down and note, like just notice. And that's, it's a practice. You know, so this is, my journey has just unfolded for my, from my own experience in life, right? And I didn't always have the right verbs to or words to describe what was going on with me. And, um, but that's it exactly. Like I realize now I'm so in tune with my energy over a process of many years, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna be, I'll be 50 in the spring. Um, it's listen, it's being in tune with your energy in the moment. I'm usually, I realize now, I definitely, I think my, my normal thermostat is that definitely set at a higher vibe with state mm -hmm. but then I can tell when I'm offering the lower vibes immediately and it either passes if it lingers a little bit I'm like okay something's here to surface to, to clear mm -hmm. or to, to help me 
um, get clarity on something or work through. Um, but it's energy in the moment. Like, how do you feel? And I also, because before I would be type A perfectionist, got to muscle through, right? I had A's in school, honor society, even though I hated it, but I, I'm a hard worker, you know, like that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. But now I don't, that's what made me sick. Like I kept pushing through. I couldn't relax until I got my list done. Now I'm, I'm like, okay, is my energy there for that? Do I need to back off? Let me let synchronicity happen a little bit. Let me let me see what shows up next. You know, so I'm able to back off when I don't feel it because yeah. before I would feel if I back off, I'm not going to get to it, but I, I totally get to it. It's just, I have to step back a minute mm -hmm. and then I regroup. I feel the regrouping happen yep. and I'm able to proceed forward. So it's all, that's, that's the practice. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I recently moved and I, I found myself getting into the pattern of like getting stuff done. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to like feed myself right now. After like an hour, I'm going to rest for 20 minutes. Like I'm really going to pay attention to what I need. And it was so much more easeful because I was just present to what I needed. And, you know, if I don't feel like socializing, I don't socialize. I, I actually like myself better than <laughs> Anyone else? I, know. I agree my alone time or my my zen time you know even if it's just like relaxing with a cup of coffee or a good book or um I, it's priceless mm -hmm. and that's you know that's that's part of the joy of being on this journey is like learning what what really brings you joy what resonates how do you feel not how are you trying to please others to the exclusion of yourself you know, and that was the difference. You know, I was never um, raised. I don't think a lot of us were. It's a, it's a social conditioning mm -hmm. to ever even listen to yourself or self-care. You were almost taught that that's selfish. It was like everything was about sacrifice and struggle, no pain, no gain. And that you're like proving your worthiness. And that is brutal. And I still carry that. I know I do in certain areas. I'm working it out. Yeah. But now I realized how important it is for me to do the self-care and to listen to my energy and my guidance and and become more and more in tune with that than the outside fears, because that's where all the answers lie. And that's where that's how the universe guides you. And, and that's how your things unfold. And it doesn't have to be a struggle when you're in the struggle. It's almost like you're, you're going up the mountain, you know, like it's like let go of the let go of the oars again and just be reset yourself, because when you're in the struggle, you're going against what the universe is trying to guide you to that's the message but that was a, a long time to uncover or to change all that thinking mm -hmm. you know and it, so it started with my body and the chiropractic message of learning that there's an inner wisdom I and mean, the whole philosophy of chiropractic is based on acknowledging that there's an inner wisdom and it knows what it needs to do and we have to honor it mm -hmm. starting there get doing it for myself you know, not only helping others, but it was like, I had to learn to do it myself. And it was a couple of years before I even got rid of pain. Yeah. And, and then I started seeing well, what about the rest of my life? What about the rest of the other areas of my life, money, um, relationships, how my time is like all these things. Cause I realized all those things are affecting your energy flow in your body. It's affecting your health, your well-being. You can't, we can't compartmentalize. We have to acknowledge all those areas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first started, I was like, okay, this is the spiritual part of me <laughs> and this is the rest of my life. And really soon I was like, yeah, that doesn't really work. <laughs> yep. It doesn't. I have so much compassion for my younger self. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's been such a fascinating thing. Like, I, I don't know if you're feeling it, but I'm feeling... As I'm um, incredibly sensitive, sometimes to my annoyance, um, <laughs> shifts in energy right now on the planet. Are you feeling that or what are you sensing? Yes. So I'll tell you, when things happened in 2020, I was horrified because I knew it was not about health. I just know too much about health. I know too much about the medical corruption. That's, I mean, I've been involved with it for 25 years of educating people on it kind of goes against health, what they're doing. I mean, from my own, my own experience to, you know, everything I learned. So when that happened, I was really terrified. I'm like, we're in big trouble of losing our freedom. And everyone around me at the time 
was not seeing it. And I, so I felt like I went, when I opened up my practice in 1998, I was kind of in a, like a fight. I I was in a fight mode. Like I'm going to like wake up everybody. I got to save the world. I got to anti-medical. And then I realized I, I went in those first five years, I went very, became very spiritual in a sense that I just want to live my life a certain way and be an example for other people. Like I kind of went into my bliss state, like tapped into higher vibrations. And I'm like, oh, I want to lead by example, right? But Mm -hmm. when 2020 happened, I went right back into that fight mode. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, we got to figure out what's going on. We're in trouble. People are falling for this. I am, I I lost everything I was doing because I was building in, I was like doing in-person networking. And everything closed down for like a year and a half. So it threw me off track. Mm-hmm. And I was really just not in my, in my spiritual place, like really in that fight or flight. Is that the you know, mode? Yep. Then 2020, then this year happened, 2023. And all I kept being attracted to was all these different people channeling messages and spirituality and getting back to my law of attraction stuff, like deeper, deeper and deeper ways, right? Then what I was doing before. And I, I it felt like this year for me was more about going in, um, just doing the spiritual work again on a deeper level. And I'm understanding things deeper and the picture is being painted deeper for me. So I just feel like that's just starting to accelerate more and more. That's where I feel like we're going. I have a lot of hope, even though I have a lot of frustration too, that, you know, of course that things aren't happening fast enough, but that's, you know, the human ego. I just step back and just keep doing your work. And, and I, I really believe our old structures are truly crumbling and we're going to go into a new world of becoming our authentic selves again and becoming the deliberate creators we are in that the, the rise in consciousness is truly happening for humanity. I feel like this year could have been, or we're just reaching that tipping point, that critical mass point. That's what I feel. I'm feeling that too. I'm feeling it too. And I'm feeling so many shifts with, with like the, the solar flares and like, I can tell when there's something going on astrologically. I never, ever felt that before because I feel it in my body. And I too had had, I had a very similar experience in 2020. I was living in Portland, Oregon. And all I could hear, cause I form a historian, um, Deutschland Uberalis. And I studied World War II a lot. And I was like, what is going on here? I do not like this energy. This energy is scaring me. And I was guided to leave and go down to Mount Shasta for three years. And I'm coming out of that right now, which I'm very grateful for. Um, But like, I was kind of like energetically kicked out of Portland because I was the one not wearing the mask. I was the one went hiking and not wearing a mask. What a crazy idea. But- but I had people yell at me for not wearing a mask while I was hiking. I'm like, yep. Okay, fine. So I could, I just couldn't do it. And I was guided. My inner, my inner guidance was like, don't get the vaccine. And everyone in my family wanted me to. And I'm like, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta go. And so I left into this really small community of like 3000 people in we California. Nobody did that. And it was really quiet. And it was like this other paradigm. Like we didn't get what the rest of the country got. It was a very small community. And so um, I didn't know what was going on in consciousness because I was in my own little space and, you know, doing my own spiritual stuff. And so coming out of it, I went up to Orcas Island last spring, excuse me, post-traumatic stress disorder. Seriously, like so much compassion because I I didn't get affected, and I'm like, hi, how are you? And I I hug people, and they're like, like what, what's going on? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you actually, you lived through that, and so much compassion because like, I don't understand it, but I but I see it, and I just keep praying for the highest unfolding for all of humanity to forgive themselves, have so much compassion, like calling in Kuan Yin all the time for humanity, because the degree to which we have been lied is so 
monumental. Like I know for a fact that I don't think my, my dissertation was written on anything that was real. I don't know. I've surrendered that. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I knew what it was at the time, but like, there's so much I don't know that it's irrelevant. And so, and I've been on this journey since like 2009. So like, I can't even fathom. I've had the nice slow wake up. Right. <laughs> I have so much compassion for anyone who's just beginning to have awarenesses and and at the same time, trying to keep my frequency up so I'm not brought down. It's, it's a fascinating balance. Well, you know, I had my awakening with health, right? Full on awakening. It, it became spiritual for me. It became spiritual for me because I, I really understood when I had this like <clears throat> grace experience um, that I call my blissed out state. I realized, oh, Jesus called us to be like him. We can do what he does. Like I, now I get it. This high vibe is our natural state. This is, we're looking for the Christ consciousness within. So like the religious stuff fell for me. Not that I will ever believe in the dogma of it. I always felt the connection to spirit, but mm -hmm. that made sense to me. I saw that the medical world crumbled for me and I saw where our natural hills. Like I didn't have the fear anymore. You know, like if you get to a point where you know that you know and there's no fear, but I wanted to uncover the money stuff because I just felt like it was a very powerful energy even if I made a lot of money what do I do with it you know there's a flow there I mean I was running a business I didn't get into I mean I was very ignorant on fire I was 23 years old and I I got into really just help people I didn't know I had to run the business too like nobody taught me that you know it's like I had to figure that out and I'm like this is crazy like yeah. they want me to do stuff like if I took insurance I never took insurance because it went against my principles yeah but I saw a lot of my colleagues jump ship because of the money. So I just, and I saw how people were slaving every day. It was causing them sickness mm -hmm. because of the money. And I, I just wanted to tap in like, what is this, right? Mm -hmm. So I was on this journey of doing that. And that led me down to a lot of truth about like the federal reserve. Is it really federal? <laughs> it's a private corporation. It, it's weird because right before 2020, I was started reading books about the Nazism, like not oh, Nazis who escaped, a person who was in, um, she survived the, the Holocaust. She was in her nineties, wrote this book. And I what, the, the one thing she said that always haunted me, cause I was like, how does that happen? It's like, always be like, be careful what you ask for because, and she said, our neighbors were trying to warn us and we didn't believe them. It still gives me chills talking about it because then like a year later, 2020 is happening. I'm trying to tell people, don't be afraid of this. We don't need to wear this crap on our face. And people were attacking me because we're not having that, you know, not wearing one, like not wearing a mask. And I'm like, oh my God, I have 25 years in healing. They have nothing in healing and they are coming after me. Instead of saying, oh, what do you know? Right. It, was, it was a really weird time. And I go, this is how Nazi Germany happened. Like exactly. We're, we're watching this unfold. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I feel like I have a little post-traumatic from it because of speaking up about what was happening. Like I felt called to speak up. I got involved with the local community and, and I really I took constitutional courses. I wanted to understand yeah. what do we do here? Because I never like to give my power over to someone else that they're going to do it for me or fix it. I want to have the knowing so I can make good choices for myself. I mean, that was really what the money journey was for me. I just wanted to know how I could make better choices for me and how I can teach my son something better, you know? And so it was always organic. And so I can totally relate to what you were saying about those things. It's just, it's just the magnitude yeah. of what has been going on is immense. Oh yeah. I, I've been on a rabbit hole um, <sighs> of, um, I've been following the quantum financial system and, and so that's brought me through many, many rabbit holes of understanding the dynamics of the corporation versus the Republic. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, these are things my listeners can look at <laughs> because this is like, a, it's a whole thing. And like realizing like, Oh my gosh, like 1871, like what happened, Grant? I'm so sorry that you like so sorry that you like succumb to this this pressure and this this narrative. But like it feels 
I mean, yes, we've been enslaved for way too long. Yeah. Um, it feels like, like in the past, I'll say 20 years, I felt an acceleration of that since 2012, um, especially since 2012. But like since, even since I was in grad school, like with 9-11 and like just seemed to get oh, yeah. more and more accelerated and like they're dropping more hints of what's actually happening. And, and it's just this like, oh, okay. Um, I didn't know any of this and I was kind of deep. And I know there's like so much stuff going on right now um, with energy. And I'm trying to like, I'm trying to filter <laughs> while I'm talking to you because there's so much stuff going on and like, my prayer is that what is going to unfold will be received with as much grace as possible because there's going to be a lot of angry people yeah if they can even still take it in then i i don't know i don't know if they're gonna i don't know how many people are really going to wake up fully I don't what know. the I don't know either to their true selves. Maybe it's not their journey this time around. I don't know. Yeah. I often contemplate that as well because I just, I don't know. I mean, I really do see two different worlds happening right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Two different realities, right? Yeah. yeah, I definitely feel that. Like I, 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 I'm me, just being me and I'll show up and just, you know, be kind to people and whatever. But like the energies I see around, it's like this, it's very strange. It's very strange because I'll, I'll just like not do anything really crazy, but like I'll see like different vibrations while I'm like just being. And it's like, this is so confusing, but I get it. Like when I was driving up from, from weed to where I am in uh, outside of Salem, Oregon, the traffic was weird. Like I didn't have traffic around me. I saw traffic ahead. I saw traffic behind, but around me, there was like this right. bubble. And I'm like, this is really cool and amazing and kind of confusing. Right. <laughs> I have those moments. Totally. Yeah. And, and you know, I can really relate. Like, it's funny. I, so I was born in 74. I don't really remember the seventies, but I knew the eighties just felt my childhood just feels dark. And it was not that I was, I don't want to say anything bad about my upbringing or my family. Like I, I know they loved me to the best of my ability. I felt loved. Um, I was cared for, but that was just a dark time. Like I try to like, we even hear like eighties music and my son and I laugh because I'm like, it was a dark time. No, I don't want to go through that again. The nineties opened up a little bit for me because it was 93 and the 94 I went, I moved, moved moved to chiropractic school in 94. So okay. that started to open up for me. By 98 into 2000, there was a spiritual shift going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know it was my own, but I felt like I was finding it in the world too. And, and that's what I, I feel like it was an acceleration and, the, and, you know, the corruption and the false narratives are coming through, right? Yeah. Of how this, but I mean, I questioned all of it, like how it, we're set up to be as adults is set up to make us sick. It's the rat race is designed on purpose. Mm -hmm. But for me, I was uncovering, I didn't know it was a deliberate design at the time, but I was uncovering that this is making us sick. That, mm -hmm. that has been my message for people. I'm like, if you're not happy in your life, if you're doing things just to survive, you're gonna get sick. Mm -hmm. it, it's not, we're not meant to be like this. Right. You know, and so that, to see where it's come now, I mean, that was just my general neutral message thinking it was just, our point for us to wake up to ourselves right mm -hmm. the last three to four or five years it's i'm like oh you know there's a deliberate de suppression of us mm -hmm. you know we truly have been enslaved yeah on purpose and yeah. that i don't think a lot of people are ready to, to admit that let's talk and like even the picture like even five years ago i had no interest in out or space and aliens or I mean I was open to the probably anything's possible but I didn't care I'm trying to figure out how to live right. here 
Right. Now I understand the role they're playing, the good and the bad. Do you know what I mean? Like my consciousness has even opened up to understand and take that in. Where five years ago, I wasn't ready for that. Oh, so yeah. Even, right? So even my own evolution, I'm, I'm seeing that. So I'm thinking that means there's more opening for other people to come through, right? That, that portal too. Like the space has opened up. So that's what I mean with the critical mass. I just feel like consciousness is really accelerating. That's what a I lot. That's what a lot I of puzzle pieces come together from me. I had um, an awareness this week. I went to a bank and I laugh at my signature because it's just a messy signature. And I said, you know, I, I developed this when I sold mortgages back in the 90s. And, and the woman next to me said, uh, the other teller said, well, you did mortgages. What do you do now? And I said, I do quantum healing with animals. And she's like, I want to know about that. I'm like, okay, like, here's my flyer. Um, thank you for asking. And, and like, I'm grateful that you're open to that. I would have never, like six months ago, I don't care if she contacts me or not. The fact that she's open to it. That's right. I was like, what? that's what I mean. Just you're getting like in, you know, go into the bank, like just getting that reaction from someone there. And you know, what's crazy is that that's the second story I heard. I was just listening to Carrie Cassidy interview. Oh, cool. And he just said she went into her bank and the lady said, oh, I like your work. And she was like, looking around, like, you know what I do? You know what I mean? Like, so that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's this kind of stuff that we're talking about is starting to reach more of the masses. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling a shift. And it's really cool because I can even feel it like, because I've been visiting, well, I just moved up here last week. So I've been like, okay, bad timing because it's Christmas season. But like, I'm going out to veterinarians and, chiro and chiropractors and um, gyms, even a couple of gyms to just show what I do to help people with the ancestral stuff, the karma and all that. Um, Cause it's one, it's just another healing modality to help people remember who they are. And some of them are like, Oh my God, that's so cool. And they're like, what are you talking about? So it's just a really fascinating fine line of awareness. And the fact that some of the people I've met have been like, Oh, that is so cool. And I'm like, not expecting it at all. I'm like, that's awesome because it tells me that shifts are happening and that, you know, we are at this space where, I mean, it's going to be bumpy for a few years, that's for sure. But the fact that more people are like, they didn't buy the next rollout this year, you know, the vaccine, right. they didn't really buy it. Right. That doesn't feel right. And it's because our consciousness has shifted and whatever happened in the previous two years was so traumatic, like not right. being able to hug someone. Are you kidding me? I love hugs. Like I, 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 I you know, or, or just having a conversation less than six feet away from each other. Right. Like that, that was traumatic to our systems. Oh, absolutely. And that was by design. I believe that they know that we, they know we're community beings, we're social beings. And for us to, they tried to isolate us and made us, and make us afraid of each other because of germs. I mean, if the germ theory was true, we'd be dead a long time ago. Right. In fact, the way people are trying to sanitize themselves is making them sick. All these, I mean, come on. No. I was learning about that back in chiropractic school too. I mean, you know, for years for me, that's like common knowledge. And to watch people with these chemicals on their hand, I'm like, oh my word, please. I know. I know. It's, and it's just, you know, I get the fear but the fear is the separation when they came, when they incarnated. That's right. And to like get to that core wound, which is the illusion, you can't think your way to it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I like my, my ex-partner was an engineer and I'd like say something. He's like, how do you know that? And it's like, I sense it. I feel it. He's like, yeah, but you can't quantify it. I'm like, I'm not trying to, I'm just telling you what I feel and what I sense and what I know, because that the heart wisdom is way more intelligent than anything the brain can come up with. Absolutely. And I think that's my always been my journey to truth. When I want to understand something, I have to chew at it, research it and look at it until it becomes the knowing for me. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was part of my process in chiropractic school because the medical world left me sick and in pain. They had no answers for me. So I really just was at a surrender point. I had nothing else to turn to. Mm-hmm. So I had nothing else to lose, right? Learning this new, whole new philosophy opened up a whole new world. But I realized it was when I lost the fear and I became empowered mm-hmm. was that the knowing happened. But, yeah. you know, I would also see, you know, we had a lot of sciences. We had a lot of, I had to learn a lot of what the medical world learned to get my license. And I realized that they didn't know. Like when you uncover what the science, scientific backing is, it's all human gauge. Like it's still human influence. It's, it's subjective. I don't care what, how did they say it's objective? I've never been a scientific minded person. I know some people are, mm-hmm. but when I saw that, I was like, that doesn't even mean anything. So for me, is it truth or not? It has, I have to have that feeling too. Right. It's knowing. Right. And it makes sense. Truth is always simple. Mm-hmm. Very simple. When it's still too complicated, there's something else going on. When it's simple and it starts to connect other dots, that's when I feel the resonance. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. You're just reminding me of um, when I was um, in grad school. I had to apply for grants uh, to do research. And I sat in a committee with scientists. And, you know, what I noticed is the mindset of, of like the scientists versus the arts. And, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to find, but I need to go look for it. Like, I have no theory to prove. I have a sense of what the theory is, but I'm open to being wrong. And the sense I got was, oh no, I have this theory that I'm going to prove. And that's the difference. It's like, I don't have a theory. I have a sense. Right. And, and I don't have attachment to whether it's right or wrong. Right. And, and it confused the heck out of them. I bet. (laughs) And it, you know, I have compassion because. It, it's the programming it's deep in the program yeah. it's like we we only believe that this beautiful amazing thing that runs our subconscious and helps everything work well um actually is the powerhouse yeah well you and know it's funny the basis of everything that i learned at 19 years old about the power that made the body heals the body really i feel like you could apply this to everything in life like this has become my new or that had become my new way of looking at things like there's something bigger going on here. Like as we sit here, all our organs are working. Mm-hmm. Can we consciously use our brain to keep our heart beating, to keep our lungs working, kidneys working, hair growing, nails growing, skin healing if you have a cut, like making new cells? All these things are happening. Like, doesn't that blow your mind? Like, think about all the functions of the body that are happening, millions and millions of every second. You're not doing it. You couldn't. And you're just doing going about your life. So just Think about that. Contemplate that, oh, and know. think about how your body can heal itself without interference, without more, without all that fear that you need something outside of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That just changed everything. Just that basic awareness. Wow. Yeah, it's it's so stunning to see. Like I've I've uncovered a subconscious uh, belief that's been a lovely mirror, like a lovely uh, lens through which I've been seeing the world most of my life, and I just found it. And what I've been doing is thanking my body so much for like giving me all of the strength and the energy that I have with this working. I'm like, oh my gosh, body, I can't even believe that you've like worked with this for so long and you're doing so well with this. And as I'm uncovering it and letting it release, like I'm feeling so much lighter and my body is like, Oh, thank you so much for like seeing this and acknowledging it and being present with it. And now I can function better because I'm releasing all of the stress and tension that this lens created that I needed for whatever my journey is. I needed to heal this within myself. And, you know, there's no judgment to it, but like the fact that I can feel the difference in how my body's responding because I'm addressing the subconscious program that I brought in to heal. It's amazing. 
like the fact that I can function as well as I can with this belief system is like, I'm amazed. And now, now because I feel the difference, it's like, wow, body, you are, you are a magnificent work of art. But just that perspective raises your immune system 110%. You know, that just going into that ease of, and trust and knowing that, oh, my body's doing this for a reason. It knows what to do. Right there is the key to healing. That perspective shift is everything. I know that was a big part of me. I lost the fear. You know, I felt empowered. Like, my, I'm going to be okay. It takes time to heal. And that was part of the transformation. And then I really, really lost the fear that the medical paradigm tries to put on us. Yes. I don't have that. I don't, I don't live in that world. And I know that like probably blows a lot of people's minds. They can't imagine stepping away from that altogether. But when I hear people talk, if they're still in that world, it blows my mind that they're still in that world. You know what I, I mean? So had, that's two different realities. Now. I haven't had insurance in three years. I haven't either. I haven't had, I mean, I haven't had insurance since my mid twenties. I got rid of it. I'm I like, I don't want to invest in disease insurance. I'm not investing for a disease or a problem later in my life. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I know enough about my energy flow that I'm not going to need that. Right. Right. Exactly. And I, I, mine was because I was with my ex-partner and he had just had me on his insurance. And when I had to go on my own, I'm like, yeah, what, what is the point of this? I'm not really understanding. I'm betting against my health and my innate wisdom. What, what, why am I paying this much money? And I did it for one year because I was living with him and he, it was a whole thing. But then when we departed, I'm like, I don't need this. Like my body knows what it needs. And I know a plethora of amazing people that if I can't see it, they can help me. So it's like, I, I, it's, it's, it's just this, it's a fear that you can't take care of yourself. Right. And it's projected onto us. I mean, I, I, I was having this conversation with someone about the ageism you know, look at the people in nursing homes. Like, this is what we've become. We don't have a community of elders who are wise. We have a people who are a bunch of people who are invalids now who mm-hmm. can't even take care of themselves and they're living long like this. Who wants to live like that? Right. And I think, you know, if people want to like, I'm disgusted by it. Like, I don't find it. I'm like, you know what? They gave up on themselves and their body. Like, I know I have to have compassion. But the thing is that we project this, like the, the, the my generation who says, oh, I've got to take care of my parents, right? Well, the only reason, nobody wants to take care of an, an adult as a baby. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but the, the reason they, they, they feel that is because they think it's going to happen to them. Right. So well, it's that victim mindset being projected. Well, what's interesting for me is, so my mom has dementia and she's in a senior facility place. I'm really grateful. They're amazing. I've had so many people try to guilt me. Oh, yeah. And it's like, she's being taken care of way better than I can take care of her. I'm doing as a, whatever I can as a power of attorney, but she's good. She's healthy. She, I mean, she's as healthy as she can be as she's going through that program of having dementia and her body shutting down. That's her program. And I have compassion for that. And I send her love all the time. But I see her when I, when I want to see her, not because I have to. That's right. And you have to stay there because you know what? I realize every soul is on their own journey. And I think a lot of times when people get dementia, it's because they weren't able to process spiritual work in this body. Mm-hmm. So for them to make the transition, they kind of have to do it in that diseased state because they're in two worlds at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that's oh, the yeah, I know exactly what you're seeing because I've seen it with her and it's like, wow, this is a really fascinating thing. And, and, and the, the inner healing I've done to to see her for where she's at and love her with compassion is amazing and not follow the program of being with her every day, six hours a day or whatever it is that I'm supposed to be because that's the program because I'm being yeah, with my daughter or blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, I'm, I, you know, I love her. I feel like we have an incredible relationship right now. That's and that's what, all that matters. Right. And that's, that's a hard lesson for some people because it's, it's very hard because society is not there yet Right on that aspect. I have a similar situation going on and um, I just had to remove myself from it because that's been a lot of my <clears throat> programming that I'm working 
towards just I always felt like it was either me or my mother like choke she was choking me you know what I mean I'm like it, I'm gonna die either she's gonna keep one of us is not gonna survive this that's how I felt like I have to live my own life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and she's not on a spiritual journey and that's her choice that's fine right. but because she doesn't want to do it doesn't mean I have to stop my journey mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's a very and it's it, and that's I've been it's funny because I'm reading a book right now the mother wound by Bethany Webster and um yeah so much truth in it you know some things I don't agree with because I've done a lot of spiritual healing on myself in so many ways but understanding or having verbiage for like childhood experiences that you've had and the dynamic that is part of the culture part of the mother-daughter relationship it's it is we have to kind of really become make peace with it or become aware of it so that we can transform it yep yep I completely agree because like there's so many mom had lots of trauma I'm an empath I tried to fix her with my empathy that did not work and it repressed me and made me really unhealthy so it's like okay why am I sacrificing myself for someone who doesn't want healing? She's known, right. she's known what I can do. I've worked on her cats. I can do it with humans who doesn't want it. No interest. It doesn't even want supplements. I'm like, you take medication. She's like, I don't like pills. I'm like, you can get liquid form. Nope. Doesn't want it. Doesn't want it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so I have to release what I know because that's for me, not for her. If she wants it, she knows who to ask. Um, well, probably not anymore, but like at one point she did. And, yeah. but that's her journey. That's her choice. Yeah. That's her journey. That's, and that's why every soul has to have their own journey. Yeah. You know, and that's what I would see as a chiropractor. Like, I feel like I had this, like, I wanted to help everybody. And then I realized mm-hmm. people have to want to help themselves. I can't want it for them more than they want it. Right. You know, and that was a hard lesson for me. I, I know that lesson too. <laughs> I know that lesson, but I could do the body. Like, you know, I get it because it's like, you know, I see, you know, because I hear stuff all the time. I mean, I talk to trees and rocks and grant ground and you know, so that's I I sense and feel things really well. And I know exactly what would help her. Cause I I can't. Free will. I need permission. I need permission. Yeah. So that's, right. that's exactly. And that, that was part of me, I guess, in my first five years where I felt like I was kind of in this fight. And then I realized, okay, I have to surrender because people have to choose. They have to choose to heal. They have to choose to do the work. They have to choose to wake up. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big, I mean, cause society has this program, like, you know, it's part of like, we got to help each other. We got to save each other. We got to, you know, it's like a codependent setup. So for you to be clean your autonomy and to be a sovereign being and really care for yourself is still that selfish feel. And and that's, you know, changing that, that has, that's starting to change, you know, but we have to consciously change that for ourselves. Right. And, and the self-care versus selfish is, like you know and what society tells you self-care is versus what it really is right totally different i love my i love my pedicures i love my facials i love my massages i love quiet time i love laying in the ground for hours and watching the clouds go by i love doing that it's just so healing for my soul and you know being by myself going on hikes like that's what i need for my soul your journey is different than mine. So you have your own things that that nurture you. And that's not selfish. That's like, you can't do anything if you're depleted. You're useless. You're resentful. That's right. It's really being self-full. So you become full. So you can give. But you're not drained when you give anymore. You're naturally high and now you're inspiring someone else to be that natural high too. That's what, how I look at it. It's an upliftment. Mm, I love that. Self-full. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Oh, so many topics. Like there's so many different places I want to go with you. I'm trying to be centered. Okay, so 
what is your most fascinating experience on your spiritual journey? I think for me is when I went into the gray state. I was, it was in my first five years in practice. Um, I was doing a lot of, I was doing like Yogananda's teachings because I read Autobiography of a Yogi for like three years. I was doing a gratitude journal for about three years, working on people, feeling the energy more than being mechanical. I was really starting to do lighter. I was doing structural adjustments, but feeling like I had to do light work on people, energetic work feeling getting energetic work done on myself as from another chiropractor instead of just structural like mixed in because I was very, becoming very sensitive I went on mission trips uh, to Brazil and India where we just adjusted people for free just to bring chiropractic to that town for like a week and had these very high vibrational experiences having this energy so intense right and then I would come back home and I would kind of crash out and it just kind of all, eventually I just went into this bliss state and it lasted for like 18 months where I realized, oh, this is what we're all looking for. Yeah. And I call it, I didn't have words for it, but I was trying to, I was reading Hafiz and Rumi and stories about saints who experienced these out-of-body things because that's what I was experiencing. Like they had the words. I'm like, oh yeah, I can relate to that. That's what it feels like. But it was like, oh, it's like I fell in love. I was in love, but there was no other person involved. It was just me in love with life, myself, like my problems. They were just kind of laughable. Like I saw beyond it, right? Mm -hmm. And I I stayed in that space for like 18 months. It just kind of kept going deeper each quarter. Mm -hmm. And then it changed my whole perspective because now I felt like I had true peace within grace. I realized this is what everybody's looking for. I'm like, oh, everybody, you know, we think we want the bigger house. We think we want the next relationship, the next trip. But really what everybody's searching for is the grace within, you know, like the high vibe. Yep. I realized that. So I'm like, if I can just learn to now, how do I get here deliberately? You know, how do I or stay here? Or what is this? How did I do this? Like, what is going on? So that was kind of my journey trying to work with that. And I realized if I can just learn to tap into that and then create my life from that place. And I think that's where... I try to tell everybody or, or share with everybody that it's your happiness, you know, your joy, finding things you're grateful for, putting yourself, your focus, your perspective on those higher vibrational states. They're important. I think a lot of us are programmed to look for problems and fix the problems. And that's what keeps you in those lower vibrations, like running from fear, where if you, once you tap into the higher vibe and you start creating your life from there, that that's really where the consciousness shifts. You know, and that's where the magic happens. And it's really important to honor those passions, inspirations, the peace, the the happiness that that hasn't been made important enough in mm-hmm. society. It, you know, it's kind of like about like, oh, you're just lucky if you feel happy right now, you know, but no, that's what we need to focus on. Yeah, That is the journey. And that's why it's important to follow your big dreams. You might not think it could come true, but the, the lessons and the uncovering of the limiting beliefs and all the stuff that you have to clear on the journey to the dream is the soul's journey. Mm-hmm. That's where the joy is. Yep. So it's so important to make time for that or to, to create a space for that in your life if you haven't done it already. That That's really what's so powerful. Yeah, I agree. I love that. It's just, you know, it's such a beautiful you laid that out so beautifully and I just want to honor you for that because that was such a beautiful way to articulate how we're supposed to live. If we choose, I choose, I choose joy and bliss and happiness and inner peace because I love how it makes me feel. That's right. And recognizing that as sovereign beings, we get to choose whatever we want to be. That's right. You are a- and I say that it's not Pollyanna in the sense that it's not that I don't have challenges still. Right. I mean, I'm going through something right now, but I have a different perspective on it. It's not as heavy. Like I know I'm going to come out of when something's challenging me. I know I'm just going to have greater 
awareness once I go through it. That's part of the journey. You don't have as much fear behind it. So mm -hmm. I, I know a lot of times people are, are afraid to start because they think the fear is going to just choke them down. And I real and you realize that no, you're just going to let it come up so it can release so it doesn't control you anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you can move forward and and you you become empowered and you become more peaceful and more joyful. And, and then there's all those negative stuff that happens, not that they're not going to happen, but they don't linger as long and they don't, they don't rule you anymore. You, right. you have more a balance mm -hmm. in that. Do you know what I mean? Like more um, flow right. with that. You're not scared. You don't get stuck there or consumed by it where it becomes scary. Right. You lose the fear. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, Oh, Oh, this thing just came up. Okay. I'm going to be for me. It's like, okay, I'm going to be present with it because this thing just came up and I don't want to do what I used to do, which was repress it. Um, so what is it that's, that's what, what am I feeling? This my body's telling me I need to pay attention to be present to that. And then it goes away. That's it. That's it. And then I can continue being whatever that being is in the moment. Right. So all those things that you're trying to, all these balls in the air that you're keeping up so you don't feel anything because people are afraid they're going to be consumed by that fear, the ugly stuff that comes up and realize it just dissipates. Right. Right. It's usually, if it's really, if it's like an old piece that like this particular thing is with me, um, it it's going to take a little while. But if it's like a sharp thing, like if somebody triggers me, I'll feel it immediately and I can feel... When I'm releasing the tears, I thank the person <laughs> for triggering me because I didn't know. And I'm like, I'm just going to be present and cry this out until I don't feel it anymore. And that's usually like five to seven minutes. And, you know, I will admit, if you're just starting on this journey, like the darker times may linger longer because yeah, you yeah. haven't built up a muscle of the, of the higher vibe yet. Mm -hmm. Um, you're just uncovering all the muck. It, it may be a little overwhelming. I mean, I had my gray state, definitely had dark times before that, had my gray state. And then I went through kind of a dark night of the soul after I had my son. Mm. And it lasted for a while, like about a year. I just, I think it was my survival issues coming up because I brought him into the world. It was yeah. like my own. And I used the Sedona method. I, I ordered this course and um, I just sat for like six months every day. I would, he just gives you a series of questions basically to, to ask yourself, like, are you, or can you just sit with yourself right now? Are you okay with sitting with yourself? Like, it's like simple questions, yeah. but I would do it every day. And it was like for about six months that I did it until it finally released. Mm -hmm. And then I could go back to like all the positive things I was listening to. Right. So, you know, sometimes we get scared when it doesn't move away as quick, but sometimes some things are take longer to go away just because of whatever it is, or if it, you're still in the beginning lessons, or it's deeper stuff, you know, that you had to uncover. So that's okay. Yeah. Just part of it. Mm -hmm. It is. And, and to give yourself the grace and the patience for that. That's the important thing, because I've, I've had periods in my past where I'm like, it's not healed yet. And I get like all, you know, that it's supposed to be better now. And, and that's my little impatient girl. And I have this, um, one of my friends gave me this beautiful lesson. She said, okay, when your little child comes out and they want to throw a tantrum, put them on a couch or if you're driving in, in the back seat with coloring books, crayons, chocolates, whatever snacks they want and a blanket and say, okay, you can sit here. You're not helpful right now. So I want you to have fun here. I'm going to do, do the thing that you're having a tantrum about. And then when, when I come back, we can have a conversation. I love that. That visualization is so beautiful. I love that. It yeah. is so beautiful. So, mm. I know this can go on forever and ever because I can already feel it, but I'm being mindful for my, uh, my listeners and they have about an hour time frame. So I'm going to ask you one more question. And that is how can people find you? Yeah. So I have a website. It's called creatingmydesiredlife.com. And you can find my book there. You can uh, ask me a question there, email me a question, or you can get on my mailing list and I'll get back to you. 
Awesome. Thank you so, so much for this beautiful time and our expansive, multidimensional conversation. I'm so grateful to you. Thank you. I'm so grateful to you, Sophia, for holding the space. This has just been amazing. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go and let it flow.